Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Megan Sunday. And I'm Bo North. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter. And today we are here to talk about chapters 35 and 36 of Children of Dune, just as soon as we set off for Canterbury. <laughs> what a Canterbury reference in the I middle know. of our <laughs> It book. really, I don't like I don't like the expression it pulled me out of the story, but boy. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> when they remember their past lives and they're just like, I remember Taco Bell. And you're just like, no, this is not the time to wax poetic about Taco Bell, Lito. I would argue it's always the time to wax poetic okay, about fair. Taco Bell. Okay, fair. That was Bell. a bad example. <laughs> I get, I have the Taco Bell app mm-hmm. uh, so that I can order quesaritos. And... Every so often when I have my notifications on, like they'll have some sort of notification and it's just this giant dong. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, Taco Bell? <laughs> you got I me really again. need you to chill out. I don't know who could have heard that, but someone was going to be like, was that Taco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I would have. Yeah. <laughs> I heard Taco Bell. Someone's running for the border. <laughs> They're going to live moth. <laughs> Oh, I love Taco Bell. Mm, delicious. Same. <laughs> so good. Please sponsor us. Just with one, like, one free burrito each. We're yeah. fine. <laughs> I mean, if I could get a quesarito a week for life, I would be delighted. Or Just a least... chicken quesarito, please. Thank yeah. you. They're so good. So good. Uh, I'm not asking for a Crunchwrap Supreme up in here. Please bring back uh, the big, the potato griller. Mm. I miss it. So good. I miss it. They brought back potatoes and they did not bring back that. I Maybe it's the... one of the more labor intensive ones. I don't know. Yeah, because I think that's why they took the potatoes off in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was good of them for their for their staff. But now it's like, let's... Nature is healing. Give me my <laughs> potato griller. Potato griller! <laughs> <sighs> Anyhow, well, should we talk about Dune? I guess. Well, before we get started, <laughs> it's time for another epigraph with Jody Skinner. Thank you so much, Jody. I know these have been a beast, but we're going to let you do your thing and take it away. Only in the realm of mathematics can you understand Muad'Dib's precise view of the future. Thus, First, we postulate any number of point dimensions in space. This is the classic n-fold extended aggregate of n dimensions. With this framework, time, as commonly understood, becomes an aggregate of one-dimensional properties. Applying this to the Muad'Dib phenomenon, we find that we either are confronted by new properties of time, or, by reduction through the infinity calculus, we are dealing with separate systems which contain n body properties. For Muad'Dib, we assume the latter. As demonstrated by the reduction, the point dimensions of the n-fold can only have separate existence within different frameworks of time. Separate dimensions of time are thus demonstrated to coexist. This being the inescapable case, Muad'Dib's predictions require that he perceive the n-fold not as an extended aggregate, but as an operation within a single framework. In effect, he froze his universe into that one framework which was his view of time. Palim Bashar lectures at Siech Tabir. Uh, so. Uh, so we're back in the desert with Leto, little little baby Leto. He's listening to Do You Know the Way to Fondak Jackaritu? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, uh, he's in this rock that looks like a worm which is yeah. now we're just getting a little too intense well, I, like i don't nah. think he's in it he's looking at it because he thinks that's where the sitch granted yes because he sees yeah. uh there's wind traps right there's stuff that's clearly been done to this rock by people mm-hmm. um he's hearing one of gurney's songs in his head which happens to everyone apparently uh we are all forever haunted by the dulcet it's tones of Gurney, Gurney Halleck. FM. <laughs> um, and so he's just trying to look. He's trying to see, like, because he's something, he can tell that there's something wrong. Like, there's no animals at all. 
And being a kid, you know, a person that he was raised in the desert, yeah. he knows that while an outsider might look around and say, well, of course there's no animals. Like, there's nothing here. Like, there's little things that move. There's, the, you know, the birds of prey. Yeah. And there's nothing. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, this is odd. And really, the birds of prey, like the, the not the birds of prey, but the um, scavengers, yeah. you know, like the vultures, like not seeing them. I mean, them. I was giving them a little credit. Yeah. I know they're not actually birds of prey, but I see a lot of vultures outside my house, and I'd like to get in their good side. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're a bird of prey, sure. Stop circling <laughs> around in my backyard. <laughs> I mean, you can hunt for dead stuff, I assume. I mean, they must be because there's a mm-hmm. lot of there's a big wooded area back there, so I'm sure that they can sense. I don't think they. I don't know what they do, but. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to be like, okay, whatever's back there cannot possibly be enough for all of you. So move it or lose it. Because what are you doing? Like, it's at best a squirrel. <laughs> like, let's all calm down. <laughs> uh, I do enjoy that he spells taboo like the perfume. <laughs> yeah. T-A-B-U, right? <laughs> I know is an actual sp- a spelling of the word taboo, yeah. but I think about the perfume. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, He thinks about uh, Fremen saying, which is, the absence says more than the presence when it comes to desert survival, which is very good. I think Mm. everyone should take that to heart. There's actually a couple, like, nuggets of wisdom in in these chapters. Well, this chapter. When it it comes to Fremen survivalism, there's a lot of really good, like, nuggets, like you said. Uh, It's when we start getting into the Jonathan Livingston Seagull-esque philosophy and, you know, all that sort of stuff is when it gets like, okay, yeah. thanks. Everyone calm down. Everyone, let's chill. <laughs> uh, he's just like, well, all right, let me keep looking around. He saw that there was a big, there's a big plane that shows that there was once a lake there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that it's going to come back. He knows it will exist once more. Yeah. And... I feel he's, bad because he is just like sitting there, just like, well, this seems bad. <laughs> yeah. He's Here like, I am. this has to be the place, right? And so he thinks about Jakarutu, as we have been forever. Uh, and then he starts to think, well, what if this place has been abandoned? even by whoever was left, like by the smugglers and everything. Like, what if there's no water? What if this has all been wrong? And I appreciate that because I think that the Atreides have a tendency to just never think that they're wrong. (laughs) And often at times the text does not allow them to be wrong. Yeah. Uh, So it's nice to see some doubt because this is a big, this is a big plan. And again, this is a nine-year-old. Right. I mean, they're frequently wrong, but they would never, most of them would never admit it. That's, yeah, there we go. Mm -hmm. Except for Leto at like the very end of his life where he's just like, well, shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. I'm really Uh, hoping for that kind of sequence in the film. I want to see Oscar Isaac just going, oh, man. Futility. Futility. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow the Harkonnens have returned. (laughs) Um, (laughs) you making me choke (laughs) that's my that's just the most beautiful response image meme I have one that I use that doesn't even have the text because it doesn't need the text it just needs Oscar Isaac's face of well here's a thing I'm saying (laughs) somehow somehow this thing (laughs) don't know how don't know where somehow uh, potato grillers have not returned (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm hungry so they he wonders if maybe the water was all poisoned but that's not part Mm. of any of the legends so Mm. he's just got a lot of time to uh, like sit in his tent and think unfortunately Yeah, so what does he do to pass the time? I love this detail. Oh my god. They do, I will say one thing real quick, is that, one, I know that this is a useful food, but I like that he brought spice biscuits, because it just sounds like he packed some, like, Lorna Dunes. (laughs) Those little speculous cookies you get on the plane. Uh, And he also, they do acknowledge that this journey is a test for 
the muscles of a child. <laughs> because even though they will insist to their blue in the face that they are not children, yeah. your body is, kid. Yeah. Like your body's nine. nine years old. <laughs> you're, you're not built for this yeah. kind of hard desert travel. Uh, so he does see bats. Yay, bats. So always good. Always glad mm-hmm. there's bats. Um, so <laughs> he starts thinking about like just random memories. So he yeah. starts reviewing Chaucer's route from London to Canterbury. Yeah, and comparing it to the journey he took. Uh, he he thinks, he realizes that, you know, no one really no one else in the universe is going to know who Chaucer is uh, or anything called London except there's a play, apparently a village on uh, Gannisreed that's called London, which is good for them. Yeah. A uh, little old school <laughs> but uh, nobody remembers Earth. Yeah. Or but, Canterbury. Uh, St. Thomas is in the Orange Catholic Bible, but Canterbury is, is gone. Sure. So, w- is your theory that Earth is, like, just gone? Just destroyed? Or do you think it's still there and still has humans living on it? I... I don't know mm-hmm. because I don't think enough is ever that that I can remember. I don't know that enough is ever made of whether humans left earth because it mm-hmm. was destroyed or if it just, you know, there were too darn many. Yeah. Uh, so we had to branch out and spread our poison through <laughs> the universe. Yeah. Uh, You're welcome universe. Woohoo! Uh, I'll take that whale fur if you don't mind. Uh, I'd like some whale fur. I would like many sharks. <laughs> yeah, give me saw a throne made of garnet. Whatever. And some amethyst tiles on my floor. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm going to maintain the concept of a jihad. Sure, S- sure. In exchange. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I still want to know what they were doing with those sharks. It's just the most rant. It's my favorite thing in literature. It's just this one random list Here's all the things that people <laughs> import and export. Rice. Pundy rice. Sharks. Whale fur. Like, oh. <laughs> well, maybe sharks, I don't know, people eat them, I guess. Oh, I was hoping that they were, like, really trendy pets. Yeah, that, w- that would be better. I would have liked for the Harkonnen to have, like, a shark t- pit, like, Blofeld. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> In you go. Yeah, like the crocodile pit and uh, romancing the stone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Look at those snappers. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I've not seen that movie, that movie since I was like ten. Oh my god, I watch it at least once a year. It's totally my comfort movie. Well, one of my comfort movies. Yeah, comfort movies. Everyone get one. Mm-hmm. I think that it is a concept that. When you ask people, it comes up a lot on Twitter, is people yeah. say, like, oh, what's your comfort movie? And But outside of that kind of echo chamber that is Twitter, yeah. uh, I don't know if everyone has a comfort movie. And it's, it's mm. very useful. And if you've seen it enough, uh, you can just sort of play it in your head. I'm pretty sure people have comfort TV shows. Cause like, yeah. Please explain to me why everyone was so obsessed with The Office for so long. That, yeah. I mean, mine, yeah. if I have, let's see. If I had a comfort sitcom, it's Frasier. That's a good, that's a good choice. Because it's also, since I've seen it so often, I know mm. which ones to skip. So I don't have yeah. to, I don't have to encounter any discomfort. That's like me with Buffy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, beer bad. Nope. Skip. Yeah. Oh, no, I will not. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like, boop. No. Uh, yeah. And, Season and, six. Skip. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, but I, I do think that it, maybe it's, maybe it's Dune. That's mm. a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've definitely had some rough times where I was like flipping through channels. It's like, well, Dune's on HBO again. Yeah, I'll Boom, watch this shit. <laughs> uh, That's me with Jaws. Yeah. Anytime Jaws is like on, I can sense it. And I'm just like, oh, Jaws. Guess I'll watch this. <laughs> Drives my husband nuts because he doesn't really care for Jaws. 
And because since I'm obnoxious, whenever it would come on, I'd always be like, well, what's this movie about? <laughs> Jaws? He's like, oh my God, you're not funny. <laughs> not <Well>. again. <laughs> I am. Uh, surprise. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so his Leto's comfort movie is the, the Canterbury the Tales. Yeah, the journey... <laughs> Of the Canterbury Tales. So, yeah. And apparently in one of his past lives, he actually made the pilgrimage. It's hinted in this chapter. He was chapter. the wife of Bath. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be anybody. If you're going to be anybody in the Canterbury Tales, you are the wife of Bath. Because yeah, she's boss. Oh, yeah. Uh, so now he, he's gone through the day. Yeah. So he's like wandered around. He finally hears, like, some animals, but he's still like, <laughs> He starts thinking of all the old-timey, like, traps he could fall into, like spike pits yeah. and <laughs> a lot of poison. He's, so he's much poison. To, he's trying to avoid a trap when he gets caught in a trap. Oh, my God. He gets basically caught in a vine. It's called a trap yep. vine. Yep. And he's just like, well, darn it. It's a lot like sugar wire, where if you move, it tightens. I mean, it's real convenient mm -hmm. how, you know, we just keep finding that stuff. He had a sugar wire garage concealed in his hair, but the person mm -hmm. who has captured him finds it. So not very good on that one. Yes. Too. So it's an older man who has found him. He says there's something familiar about his voice. Um, but... He definitely knows who Leto is. Oh, yeah. It's been waiting for like, him. <laughs> Hello. Everything that we have done, uh, in the words of Labyrinth, has been for you. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I have Labyrinth on the brain. Uh, so. Rightly so. He, I do enjoy that he the, the man who has captured him says, do not struggle, Leto Atreides. I have your water in my cup, which is just, yeah. all right, sweet. Like, that's just a cool thing to say. This guy pretty boss. thought about that. <laughs> he was like, when I catch this kid, what am I going to say? I'm going to say this. Catch Boom. that kid. Okay. <laughs> I do enjoy also that when he says, you're probably wondering why we've done this. And Leto's like, not really. People are always trying to kill me and my sister. Like, <laughs> great. Well, I like what he says here. His captor says, um, he says, oh, gosh, what does he say? Um, fuck, I just lost my train of thought. There was something that, oh, yeah. He says, okay, you might have a million lives in your head, but you have not lived. Like, you're not even yeah. a real person yet, which is Amen. I mean, Amen. Yeah, like, Someone's finally said it. Like you're here to learn. I'm here to, you know, you're you're here to be trained to learn because you don't know anything. Like you you remember a lot of stuff, but you haven't learned anything. He says you're just a uh you are a repository of dead lives. Ooh. It's like, yeah, no. That's but basically. <laughs> it's true. Remembering though, the, yeah. going to Canterbury, like la dee dee, but you haven't actually <laughs> done anything. Uh oh, excuse that me, will little come Egyptian. Into play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That will come into play later. Uh just to warn everyone, although if you know anything of Children of Dune or you look at any Dune meme page that's ever existed, mm -hmm. uh he will be remembering things that he has not yet done because he is a child. Uh, mm -hmm. coming up here shortly and that but that's I it's so of course that's the only thing that he ever <laughs> stops to be like oh well, wait this isn't actually something I've experienced it's not killing someone or mm. you know ruling a kingdom it's just I've never like, touched a lady really mm. it's like yeah because you're nine <laughs> yeah because you're nine years old why would you never, like <laughs> Ew, so no. Unless it was your mommy. Uh, so, like, no. Mm -hmm. And he just says, like, you will not, wouldn't be a good ruler because you don't know anything. And yeah, your dad, you yet. know, never understood stuff. And he's just like, hey, you can't badmouth my dad. And he's like, yeah, I can. <laughs> he was just Paul Atreides. Yeah. <laughs> so he, uh, he kind of hits him with something, doesn't he? And knocks yeah. him out. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. A slap shot, which I just imagine being like a slap bracelet that he just hit this kid with. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I've cut myself on many a a slap bracelet. Uh, And they're back. And I'm like, don't you remember? Yeah. Can't we remember? (laughs) You're bringing back the 90s. But what I need is for you to not bring back everything. Yeah. There's plenty of shit from the 90s that should stay there. I mean, I appreciate with the slap bracelets, people, though. Yeah, but the minute I see people using brown eyeliner as lipstick, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Just walking into the sea. Because I did I that do, shit when I was in high school. I laugh whenever I see someone who's just like, oh, here's my 90s look. And it's, you know, like... <laughs> A velvet crop top with overalls, but then late 90s, like, shimmer makeup. And I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. You need to brown it up. I need everything on your face to be shades of burgundy to brown. Yeah. Because Uh, that's the thing. In the 90s, we were monochrome and we were brown. It was brown. All the makeup was brown. We were not doing... All the the sparkly, the glitter, all the crazy Mm-mm. eyeliner, and all that. That was that was like when I was graduating high school. That was the late nineties. That yeah. I got up and got ready for school and put on many a body glitter for school. <laughs> sure, like oh, educational purposes. Yeah, uh, let me put on the shimmery Bath and Body Works lotion because I gotta be shiny in English class today, <laughs> I guess. But it was not along with a flannel. And some ripped jeans Mm-mm. because those were different eras. Yeah, that was already gone. That was already had already yeah. come and gone by then. Yep. Yeah. This is the age gotta... of the little weird crop tops that were like halter crop tops. And oh, I was fat. I don't so know. yeah, I, I mean, didn't. I didn't wear them. No. <laughs> um, but you know no, what I, I mean. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wore a lot Crushed of velvet and yeah, ironic t-shirts. Mm-hmm. If you look at pictures of me from high school, there's a lot of pictures of me in like just like army based t-shirts. It's like hell yeah, look at me. <laughs> like, I don't care about fashion. Yeah. Um, Did I ever I wear tell jeans you from my the boys section? My story about my Motley Crue t-shirt. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so this was this was in the earlier, the early part of the 90s, like 92, 93, maybe. And it was in middle school at the time. I know some of you weren't born yet. Shut up. So (laughs) I was in middle school at the time and I was obsessed with Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart. For good reason, that song is a jam. Mm. And... I was so obsessed with it. Like I had the, I had to buy like a new tape because I wore the tape out. I was just so into the whole Dr. Feel Good album, but especially that song. So my mom got me the (laughs) t-shirt for my birthday. Nice. And it was just like the front had like a picture of the band and the back, it was a black t-shirt on the back and huge white letters that said, kickstart my heart. Pretty simple. I wore it to school so often that when I walked in and if I was wearing it, people would be like, like loudly, just like, why? And uh, it got to the point where people started calling me kickstart my fart because I would would not stop wearing that shirt. So, yeah, I mean, I, it was clean. I would wash it and then wear it, you know, a few days later, but yeah, once a week, I absolutely, in high school, wore a Phantom of the Opera t-shirt. This is very you. The classic black with the mask. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, it was the same thing where it was to the point where it was just like, is it Phantom shirt day? It's Phantom shirt day. (laughs) Thanks, guys. I guess this is a brand. Um, But I mean, that was the 90s, really. The I I will say though that the funniest thing to me and this is just '90s nostalgia hour guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Lado, Lado would appreciate it. He was there. Yeah. Uh, I'll just never forget that for this one assignment in one of my English classes, I think in my junior year maybe, we had to take scenes from Julius Caesar mm. and modernize them. Oh boy! So my group was all girls. 
And so Mm -hmm. we renamed all of our characters after, you know, girl power singers. (laughs) Okay, Uh, I like where this is going. Shirley and Courtney and Gwen. Yep. uh, And Poe. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Guess which one I was. (laughs) (laughs) And I, like, for what, I don't remember what the reasoning was, but for some reason I had to borrow my friend's razor blade suitcase shirt. (laughs) And my mom acted like it said, you know, XXX Satan rules or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. you would have thought. Oh, my God. And, I had like, a- Lord lover. But yeah. it's like, Mom, I own this album. <laughs> like, you can listen to it. It's not, you know, offensive. Like, there's really yeah. not anything in any bush that's really, like, you know, uh, they're not swearing up a storm or whatever parents would have found offensive. Um uh. Yeah, I had a Marilyn Manson poster in my closet when I was in high school, and my parents found it, and they thought that it was something I had written about them. I'm like, this isn't even my handwriting. (laughs) They were like, you're going to kill us in the middle of the night. And just like, no, I'm not. Like, I do not have the time or the energy for that. Hell no. Uh, my my big one that I've always thought was just funny in retrospect was, I remember when I bought the Counting Crows tape, August and mm-hmm. everything after, Yeah, my dad being like, well, I'm going to read the lyrics. I don't know why he decided. This was not something he generally <laughs> did. I don't know what. He saw something on Dateline about song lyrics. Like, love you, dad. <laughs> but it was just like, okay, fine. And it's just so funny in retrospect because he read them and was just like, oh, okay, this seems fine. But those songs are so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I bought that tape because I was 14 years old and I was depressed. And yeah. I was like, I want to listen to this depression music. <laughs> just because you don't hear anything about sex or drugs does not mean that your kids should be listening to it. That's like, all I'm saying, parents. Like, guys, uh, okay. Yeah, my parents uh, are like, what's like this? It's like how on Tori Amos? the Batman that soundtrack. Good. Yeah. yeah, exactly, same thing. It's like, oh, Little Earthquakes, this seems fine. I'm like, you know one of those songs is about, ri- I never, okay. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, or like how the Batman soundtrack just has a song with full-on orgasm noises in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Prince, a real yeah. a real gem. Uh, but yeah, so that kind of stuff is just always so funny to me because it's like, no, we're going to have to go a little deeper than if there's some <laughs> swear words. Because like, there's yeah. swear words in Damien Rice songs, but I'm less concerned about that than I am the rampant depression. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, priorities. it's like how I said... I think I said this to you yesterday in our in our chat how mm-hmm. apparently TikTok has discovered no children. Oh god. I went through like six TikToks on my for you page the other day that all had no children on it. And I was like, no, what is happening? Are the kids okay? I'm worried about Are the kids them. okay? <laughs> it's some it's some trend song where it starts with a different thing, and then I guess in like your video, when you're supposed to make a horrible realization or something, it cuts to no children. But I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, what is that? What? <laughs> <laughs> like any Mountain Goat song, especially, just you don't need that. But just to suddenly have it be this trendy sound of mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope you die. I hope we both die. <laughs> Oh, it's so it's rough (laughs) like okay yeah i remember i played that for my husband once because i saw a reference to it somewhere else and i Mm. said something about it and he was like i don't i don't think i know that song and i was like hold on a moment (laughs) and he was just like oh this is not what (laughs) he's like the song's catchy oh boy (laughs) yeah Uh, no children by the mountain goats ladies and gentlemen a great song but oh boy (laughs) Oh yeah, they're like the mountain goats are great, but <laughs> their songs are depressing as fuck. <laughs> oh, all right. Anyway, so now we're back to yeah. Alia, who I think is singing "No Children" uh, yeah. in her shower. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jody, let's go ahead and get this intro out of the way, so we can not talk about this chapter. <laughs> We can still remember the golden days before Heisenberg, who showed humans the walls enclosing our predestined arguments. The lives within me find this amusing. Knowledge, you see, has no uses without purpose. 
but purpose is what builds enclosing walls. Leto Atreides II, his voice. Uh, yeah. I mean, this chapter is just like not much of anything. No. So we're back on Arrakis with yeah. Alia, who is flipping out. Yeah, and yeah. she. I enjoy that there are guards. Mm. Uh, that are the suburban patrol. <laughs> it's your I'm HOA. Like, yeah, like a lot of minivans. <laughs> um, it's Karen, Karen, and Karen, and uh, they and are Chad. here. And Chad, yeah. There's yeah. there are I think there's nine of them, but I'm not coming up with nine names. Uh, four Karens and five Chads, and they are here to measure your grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is something that I'm the s- HOA president in our old neighborhood used to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's when me. we bought our house, I was like, no HOAs. That is my firm line. I will not not deal with that. Thank you. Uh so she is just this like, chapter okay. is like not much of anything. Honestly, I don't even feel like it's worth talking about because it feels like so much filler. It does. Like it's it's just <laughs> this like is a the chapter last by chapter. chapter podcast. I know. I we could talk about it, but at the same time, I just want to put it on the record here that it it just feels regurgitated from the last Alia chapter. It feels like uh, a lot of the same shit. I like that she's wearing yellow, which is apparently the color of mourning. On morning, Eric, uh, yep. in Eric Keen, which I enjoy. Uh, mm-hmm. But she's really pissed off because they didn't capture the preacher. And she's like, did I not tell you <laughs> to capture the preacher? It's like, actually, you said not. To, but okay, we're going to move on <laughs> from that. She is flipping out because she's just sort of realized, she's just learned that Duncan has left with Jessica. Mm-hmm. Uh She's heard rumors that they are on Sluice Secundus. Uh, she doesn't know why Duncan has not contacted her, uh, possibly because you're both singing No Children by the Mountain Goats to each other. Um, <laughs> oh, that's all your over, texts are honey. back and forth. Uh, I like that her lo- last thought is just like, did he, did he find out I'm cheating on him? Yeah. Oh, damn. It's like, yeah, <laughs> oh, maybe, honey, babe. Uh, he's known. Yeah. He, he's known for a while. <laughs> He's known for so long because you guys were like boned in, in like the hall. Yeah. Uh, you were not discreet. I do like that when the guards show up, she's pissed because they appear defiant. They're mm-hmm. wearing inefficient still suits so she can smell them, which I would also be Ew. offended by. I'm like, you're going to yeah. come in here and be sweaty at me <laughs> when you've disobeyed me, even though you're, I'm kind of contradicting myself. But, you know, I'm me. Uh, and they're like well we tried to capture him but then he was gone it's some blonde dude this like blonde guy shows up and it's just like whatever like who are you he's sort of the like yeah he's the the chad and charles in charles chad in charge if you will he's the chad and charles in charge yeah he says you know he we heard his blasphemy so like we were gonna we we know that you said not to capture him, but of course we were gonna capture him because he was speaking blasphemy. So I like how Alia is taking that and just twisting that too. Well that means I wanted you to capture him. Like, I'm playing five-dimensional chess. <clears throat> Keep up. <Yeah. laughs> she was like, What if you learned that it was Muadib? And they're like, uh what? <laughs> And, and Chad is like, well, I guess I'd just kill him because he's still spreading blasphemy. <laughs> and they're all just like, everyone, oh, else, the other, like, everyone else is like, mm. inching away. <laughs> uh, this guy's into it. Uh, yeah, because he is very upset. And she's just like, look. Because at one point, because he is from, he's a Catalam, apparently, which mm-hmm. is from, like, I guess initially they're family name was Cade Lamb, two words. Mm. And so she says this and like specifically emphasizes it to be kind of like, like I know you, I know your family. And then he just mm-hmm. keeps going. And Ollie is like, is he stupid? Like how <laughs> why oh, I'm I'm using emphasis. <laughs> Which again, I would just be like, what was that? Like Bo yeah. said something and I think she emphasized this, but I eh? <laughs> 
Oh, are you okay? It's like you send me a text no. and it's just like it, one word is in caps. And I'm like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> that, oh, to be fair, though, that does sound like text I sent. <laughs> That's true. There have been times where I'm like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> I got one the other day that was so innocuous, but it was meant for someone else. But it was just like oh, that's cool or something. And I was like, to what is this referring? <laughs> like, what? And they were like, oh, sorry, it was for someone else. And it was like, oh, it's fine. But I was weirdly confused by this text. Uh, but yeah, this guy is just basically, she's like, look, if you want to kill him, then I guess you're sacrificing yourself for this. And he's like, what? I'm yeah. what? <clears throat> Because, you know, be- you know, if you kill him and people see you killing him, then I have to kill you. I have to kill you because they're going to think I ordered it and mm-hmm. I don't want that kind of heat because this guy is actually pretty popular, even among like my followers. He's just like, well, it can't. It can't be Maudie. Like, why would Maudie be doing this? Like, well, one, because why does Maudie do anything? Um, ever? <laughs> I mean, have you met Paul? Have you met Paul Atreides? Because he's here to stir up shit. Once more, the drama begins. Uh, it's on his t-shirt. Yeah. It's like Superman. He's just going to rip open his robes and he just has a t-shirt on that says, once more, it's, the drama begins. So like, it's yeah, Paul. It's, it's over his still suit. He's just porky pig in it. This <laughs> is Timothy Chalamet in a still suit with a t-shirt over it. Um, and he's doing that yeet skirt song from snl uh but so then he's also like well it's really tough to try to catch him because there's always so many people around she's like nope Mm -hmm. well you you already said you were gonna kill him so i'm just letting you know if you kill him i'm gonna have to have you killed and that's just the way it is so thanks for volunteering to be killed it sounds like Uh, she's not saying don't kill him it sounds more like she's saying don't kill him where people can see you kill him oh yeah like, do not yeah. tie this back to me, because if that happens, you're done. Yeah. Which is fair. I mean, that's just business. <laughs> yeah. That's the price of doing Absolutely. business. Yeah. Uh, I do not know anything about, like, the mafia, but I have read fanfic <laughs> that ha- is about the mafia, and that's often <laughs> what people say. Why am when I they not are, surprised? <laughs> when they are Bucky Barnes, but they are also in the mafia. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> You know, he's got a lot on his plate. (laughs) The only book I've ever read that involved the mafia was The Godfather, so... Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I've also read that. I'm not the person to ask. (laughs) I'm also Italian-American, but I still don't know. Uh, Oh, there you go. (laughs) So if I say it, it's true. No, it's not. It's not true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've read The Godfather, and I've read mafia-themed fanfic, which I don't actually care for, but sometimes... Mm the well is dry sure uh so at this point he's like you know what uh forget i i said anything about it um <laughs> sorry that we disobeyed you please forgive She's us like, oh, no 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 <laughs> don't worry yeah. about it baby she's Nothing's like okay happened. We'll go freshen up before we have to do this like <laughs> it's one of the last funerals that they're having or memorials or whatever they're having for lato so yeah uh, so she's just like, go and please stop being so stinky in my foyer. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Uh, please leave. Yeah. And so they run away. They're basically just like, ah! <laughs> like hustling <laughs> out of the room uh, from the scary lady. And then the Baron pipes up uh, back from who knows where. Uh, from his mind palace of crap. Uh, <laughs> and... He's just like, that was really good. Very like, well done. <laughs> and she's like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, this is all your now, fault. She's not like, <laughs> yeah, why, baby. Did I list- why did I listen to you? What am I doing? Like, I think she's really starting to realize, like, the broader strokes of of what is happening to her and yeah. what's happening because of that. And I, I mean she's horrified and i think that that's as it should be and i feel so bad for her but then he's she's realizing that she has nowhere to go Mm -hmm. like she's she has alienated everyone or they've alienated Mm -hmm. themselves from her 
Yeah. Duncan. Duncan. Jessica. (laughs) uh, Ghani. Honestly, really Javid, because he wasn't actually ever really super into her. No. That was all calculation on his part as well. So even even her side piece wasn't really there for her. Mm Mm-mm. So, and that's sad. Well, he sounds like he's a scrub. He sounds like he was a really bad side piece. Mm-hmm. Like in the in the miniseries, at least they you know add an obligatory sex scene because that way you get that she's having an affair because otherwise mm-hmm. you wouldn't know. Um, and it's of course sex against a wall because that's how you have an affair. <laughs> sure, uh, that's that shows that you're having crazy affair sex. I mean, that's the law. It is the law. It's like on Scandal yeah. how you knew they were having a fair sex because he just like went down on her in every yep. corner of the White House. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was, love Scandal. <laughs> I loved it to a point, And then I was like, yeah. Scandal, I got to say goodbye. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just seems like now, you know, we know that Javid was basically using her as much as she was using him. And it's like, I don't even think she was getting any good sex out of it. Yeah. Like, she wasn't dang. really getting yeah it was a very unequal <laughs> partnership that was <laughs> yeah uh, i mean i'm hoping at least that it wasn't just all weird barren shit mm. like at least they cut that out i will say this like they don't they obviously don't have those details in the book uh saves the sexual details for later with duncan <laughs> and lots mm. of weirdness uh have you ever seen a person rock climb and had an orgasm <laughs> Yeah, just put I mean, that in your brains for a little later. Yep, that's what um, we're in for, folks. Although to be fair, if you saw Jason Momoa rock climb, I don't think I'd have an orgasm, but I'd probably be like, "We'll say." Yeah, but it would I mean, stop I- at that. The madcap <laughs> adventures of I looked at Duncan Idaho, and oh my god, is a little <laughs> like okay. Uh, but in the miniseries. They at least are just having "quote unquote" regular sex. Like the yeah. Baron is basically just like, "What if you had sex with somebody who wasn't your husband?" Ooh, <laughs> so wicked. She's like, which is yeah. hilarious, considering that she probably could have just been like, "This is my consort. <laughs> like I this is my that, concubine." Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I think that, like, she he presents it in such a way earlier in the book that she feels like she has a legitimate reason for doing it because she thinks she's using him when really yes. he's using her. Yeah, But, but it's the Baron like the, is also like, oh, and then if you cut his throat as he's coming, oh. it'll be really hot. I mean, and it's like, we've all seen Gone Girl. and We've that all was, seen Gone Girl. <laughs> she, like, Amy was certainly into it. <laughs> uh, Neil Patrick Harris, not so much. <laughs> uh, not so much. Yeah. Imagine being so awful. It's not the point of the the story whatsoever. But like, imagine <laughs> if your creepy stalker was Neil Patrick Harris. I'd be like, excuse me. I uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's ever happening since now? That, that episode he did of Law and Order, I've been kind of oh. low-key afraid of him. But even in that one, it was the Jeffrey Dahmer, like, he had to drug people because he wasn't yeah. taking anybody down. I mean, that one lady was, like, a long-distance runner. It's just mm-hmm. like, no, this is why you had to go that route. That yeah. is an excellent episode of Law and Order Criminal Intent, if you have it never really seen is. it. Like, please uh, don't lobotomize me. <laughs> I mean, cap- capture me, kill me, whatever. But don't don't lobotomize me and let me walk around like a zombie. Don't don't lobotomize me because you're obsessed with softcore porn. Yeah, <laughs> like just get a Cinemax subscription for fucks. That was sake. too hardcore for him. That's you're why you're an adult man. That has the best. That's one of my favorite Eames moments, and I'm just going mm-hmm. to... It's in Law & Order, so I'm spoiling it for everyone. Goodbye. Like, it's fine. <laughs> You'll live. Still watch it. It's still very good. It's but so, so Goran really pushes that this guy has mental issues and should yeah. not, like, be put in prison. He should, you know, be in an asylum or, you know, in a hospital or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ends up being sent to prison, but it's going to be life in prison as opposed to the death penalty or anything else. So... It's kind of this conflict between Gorin and the district attorney because they're just like, 
you know, at each other's throats about this. Mm-hmm. Well, then at the end, they're all in his office, the the district attorney's office, filling out paperwork, and they get a, he gets a call from the prison that he has been murdered in prison, like mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer, and Eames just goes, looks like everybody got what they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> And they both just kind of look at her like, damn. And she's just like, mm, I'm going to sign this form. I'm <laughs> tired of both of you. Eames is a is a bad bitch and I love her. Oh my God. I love her so much. And it's for all that people will go on and on about how they thought, you know, Stabler and Benson should have gotten together, which no, I'll remind everyone, two. he was married to the sainted Kathy Stabler, mm-hmm. uh, RIP. Uh, and... Second of all, no, because the only Law and Order love that I respect is <laughs> Goran's absolute adoration <laughs> for Eames. Eames. Yeah. <laughs> yep, hands down. Just his complete and utter, like, she's great. Like, whenever like, we talk she about was... wife guys, he's a partner guy. He's just like, like, have you met her? Yeah, when she was mad and not speaking to him, it was oh my like, God. he was the biggest puppy dog, I swear. Or when she has to testify that she tried to get a new partner. Oh my god! And then that she's episode, so sad. There and, and he's like trying to smile at her, like it's okay, I get it. And you know she's like, I know he's doing that, like the head, stand. the like back of the head, like head scratch thing, where he's just like, Nah, I'm a lot. I get it. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. Like, you like me now, and that's more than I can say for most people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, this has been Bobby Gorin cast. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I mean, oh, I could I'm going to watch ta- some we- Law and Order Criminal Intent tonight. That's the thing is, uh, like, people don't realize that we talk about this stuff when we're not doing the show. And then it just bleeds over. Yeah. Because you also have to understand that we live on opposite coasts, so we don't get to just, mm-hmm. like, hang out and do this. No. That still wouldn't stop us. No. Because we have been in each other's physical presence, and this just goes on for hours. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it was—I'll just say to anyone who is just like, "Wow, these these broads—they talk a lot." Uh, <laughs> you should have seen us when we were surrounded by various friends of the show, <laughs> and it never stops. <laughs> never. I refuse. <laughs> uh, oh, so yeah, that's really so poor the yeah. Is just like, I have nothing. The Baron does remind her, he says that Gandhi's knife is sharp. Yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, um, that's good to remember. Which basically, like, they're like, what if we send a nine-year-old to assassinate <laughs> the, like, 20-year-old that we want to engage her to? Sure. Um, and she's like, hmm. Well, I mean, if anyone could do it, it would be Gandhi. <laughs> my little niece love her yeah love that kid <laughs> she's the best uh i mean it's totally taken to her to the- <laughs> like my nephews just being like okay guys <laughs> what i need is this like my one nephew is nine i'd be like look buddy i need you to walk across this desert I'd be like no <laughs> i won't can i bring my switch yeah basically <laughs> can i bring minecraft yeah. If I cannot bring Minecraft, I shall not go. Yeah. Uh, can I play baseball on the way? No. Sure. Like, is there baseball in the desert? No. <laughs> Good question. I mean, you will have to miss a baseball game. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> but these are plots, uh, important plots. Yeah, and that's like basically the end of the chapter. It's it is. not that I don't want to imply that like I hated this chapter. It's just that at some point. Like, just like no children. It's like, at some point, <laughs> it's just depressing. Like, re-entering Alia's <laughs> point of view. Like, I, I'm just, like, bracing myself. Especially knowing what's coming. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to read sometimes. It's really, it like... Is. It's really depressing. It's really tragic. And as I've said multiple times, Alia is one of my favorite characters of all time in anything. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. is tough. It's hard. It's hard to see all of this, especially when everything is crumbling down. Because, yeah, no, she does terrible things. And I'm not going to act as if she had absolutely no say in any of it. Because she mm-hmm. ultimately was like, okay, I'll listen to a man I know to be bad. evil. Yeah. Um, But... 
yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is still a 15-year-old whose mom bugged off and whose brother mm-hmm. kind of abandoned her and whose yep. sister-in-law died. And then she got married to a clone. <laughs> um, yeah. As you do. As, uh, that's nothing as against happens. clones. We don't have any in our society that I'm aware of. I mean, just Barbara Streisand's uh, dogs. Just Barbara Streisand's dogs and that one sheep. Doug in Idaho, I think we all know I blow hot and cold. The only clones mm-hmm. I respect are from the Clone Wars. <laughs> I love uh, those the guys. The only clones I respect are Orphan Black. Granted. Oh, yeah. No, true. True. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Battlestar. Maybe the Cylons. You know. I don't know if I consider them clones. Yeah, I guess not. Well, I guess. Well, no. I would They're say. They're more like Golas, were- I would say. Yeah, because I would say if they were, because they are ultimately based on, like, one prototype, but those prototypes mm-hmm. were also, like, made in labs, so. Yeah. <laughs> it gets yeah. very complicated. That's another really show does. where, having watched it through, you can be like, well, I'm not watching this one. <laughs> like, <"Bloop." laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Bloop. <laughs> like, thank you. No, thank <laughs> you. Uh, friend of the show... Catherine Kovac is watching mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica through, and so we've been texting about it, and she's just like, it's time someone answers the question, is Baltar just jerking off? <laughs> and I'm like, I you're mean, right. Like, is this just, he's just like humping the air, and everyone's like, yeah. I don't know where to look. <laughs> this uh, is I uncomfortable. I think that's what's happened. That's what's happening, I, yeah. I mean, because there's definitely conversations that people walk in on and are like, who are you talking to? And he's just like, nobody... Well, there's Starbuck walks in, like, when he's, when they're, like, making out, and she's like, what are you doing? You're just humping this table. One, I don't want to hear about, I love you, Starbuck, but I do not want you to to talk to me about anything about that. Because, one, (laughs) you allowed Baltar's penis inside you. True. I know it was a mistake, but there's only, I mean... In retrospect, it was a mistake. It wasn't a mistake while it was happening until mm-hmm. until you called him the wrong name. Um, <laughs> but still, like, ma'am, you've made some choices. Of all people, <laughs> to yeah. not cast stones. Uh, <laughs> Carathrace. But, uh, yeah, it's just one of these situations where when you stop and think about it, you go, oh, oh. <laughs> like I well, really feel listeners. part of the reason that Gata, you know, turncoated was like he was like I keep walking in on my boss it, with whom I am kind of in love, just <laughs> naked humping the air, <laughs> and I really can't take any more of it. Man, that was a really tough arc. Oh my god, I loved Gata so much. He was my baby. Yeah, yeah. it was really mm. hard to see that happen to him. Anyway, mm, uh, amazing. Yeah, Love I mean, you, Alessandro I guess Giuliani. We don't really have much any more Dune to talk about right now, so no. we're just going to fill the space with BSG. No. <laughs> no, no. Well, um, uh, should we should we put a pin in it then? I think I think it's time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put this podcast out of its misery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I don't have anything to plug this week. Do you, Megan? Actually, no, uh, that's a lie. I do have something uh, to you plug. Do. I'm yeah, sorry. I have to say. Yeah, I have a review. I don't know if it's out up yet, but I reviewed the new AMC series, Kevin Can Fuck Himself. It is actually quite good. Uh, it stars Annie Murphy, who you might know oh, from amazing. Schitt's Creek. She's She is flawless in it. She is so good. And uh, yeah, if you have AMC or AMC Plus, I think it's really worth watching. You know, if you're someone that enjoys like a smart sort of <laughs> uh, twist on an old formula, I think this is really well done. So Okay. And I will have a review coming out of the second season of the HBO series Betty, mm. uh, which I had actually kind of missed the first season. I binged it before I watched the second to review, and it is <laughs> a delight. There's, It is about lady skateboarders mm-hmm. and their, uh, I don't want to say like trials and tribulations, but it's just, it's, it's just really well done. All the characters are, it sounds really trite, but they're so realistic 
Mm-hmm. Like they feel like actual people. Like you feel like these are young women that I would know, or if I was cool yeah. enough to know them. Cause frankly, they're all very, <laughs> very cool. Like watching the show, I was like, I could have never spoken to any of these people. Like they yeah, are and whatever, too you're cool. extremely cool. Like I was not cool you, when I was like 1920 though. I was like these characters say, you are. You did roller derby. <laughs> you know what's funny is like friend of the show, Sammy and I were hanging out the other night. We were out for a friend's birthday. And we were talking about you, actually. Oh. And she was like, ah. <laughs> she was like, did Megan, <laughs> you know, we were talking about the TikToks that you like to send us and all that. And oh, boy. Sammy just says, Megan's so cool. Like, she's just oh. so fucking cool. And I was like, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she makes me feel like a big nerd oh. all the time. <laughs> no, one, first of all, I'm an incredible nerd. And two, <laughs> It is one of those things where I've just sort of realized that about the time I turned like 37, I kind of went, <laughs> fuck it. And then oh, yeah. I became cool. I mean, like, I tried it very hard for a long time to be cool. And as mm-hmm. people always tell you, you can't force it. And it's like, well, damn, no. they were right. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you just are like, I like being myself. Yourself. And especially yeah. now, I mean, I'm going to be this person for like two seconds because I made the announcement last week. Who's going to say shit to me? Because I'm going to be like, I have cancer. <laughs> uh, not I promise I'm not doing that. Just uh, for but... everyone's, <laughs> before anyone tweets at me, I'm not laughing at the fact that Megan has cancer. I'm laughing at the... <laughs> Uh, I if this is a video podcast, you would have that. seen the amazing hands under my chin, like <laughs> silent movie thing that I did just there. But yeah, no, it's just really one of these things where when I watched Betty, it was just like, this is this level. I think it's a level of self-awareness and cool that one mm-hmm. is hard to have when you're that young in general. And two, I think mm-hmm. it's a very Gen Z kind of thing. Mm. I was because gonna say, it's, you know, Gen Z is just are, if if TikTok has taught me anything is that Gen Z is just a whole different animal. Oh like, my gosh, they're so they have so much more information than we did mm-hmm. at, at that age. Like we didn't have the internet really for most of our lives, you know, young life. So and the internet that we did have wasn't was not what, what it, it is, is now today. like uh-uh. i definitely spent a lot of time on like message boards and things mm-hmm. like that so it was fun for like on a fandom level to communicate with yeah. people but you couldn't really just there was no google so you really couldn't mm-hmm. just look up information unless you were, were like on the encyclopedia britannica page <laughs> yeah. it's just like well i have one of these in the house so i could just go look but this i up. think you know, the internet has a lot of faults, but the big mm-hmm. benefit of it has been watching these kids grow up with, like, more empathy, more uh, community, sort of community-mindedness about them. Like, they're more active citizens, I feel like, than previous generations have been. So, and, and I think a lot of that is due to growing up with the internet. Mm-hmm. And then we have whatever generation my daughter is, who <laughs> today was like, I want a fish tank in my room. And I was like, well, we can talk about that. And then she said, I want a mermaid in it. And I said, well, I don't think a mermaid would like to live in a fish tank. And also, I, mermaids are like, human size, so it wouldn't be big right. enough. And she said, well, we'll get a very big fish tank to fit a mermaid. <laughs> like, I we mean, are not Mom, imprisoning it, a mermaid. It just makes sense. Uh, uh, and also, just because we talked about this earlier, and I will share an anecdote about my kid cares uh my husband came home from work and his glasses were fogged up so i said it's the corinthian (laughs) and my daughter immediately was like who's who's the corinthian and i was just like it doesn't matter which is not an answer she will accept she was like what does that mean like why did you say that and i said well it's it's a character from a book and you know he (laughs) wears glasses at which point she promptly ran to our front window and said I see that man outside the man you were talking about from the book and I'm like you know what no (laughs) I disavow these vibes no No. that is not what I want to hear ever (laughs) Boyd Holbrook notwithstanding yeah I mean hello I refute the Corinthian (laughs) in my home absolutely no Uh, thanks 
we, there's that little making of clip show thing for Sandman that they just had mm-hmm. on Twitter the other day. And there's like a two second clip of the hotel conference room. And I just the went, serial nah! con- the serial the serial convention. convention. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, so good. I am so excited. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, it's not uh, Sandman cast. We're not doing no, that not- to you people. Not yet. So, uh, not yet. <laughs> that's going to be it for us this week. <laughs> As always, you can find us over at thespool.net, where we write about film and television. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, all the places at Weirding Pod or at Weirding Podcast if you want to reach out and, you know, um, say hi, ask us questions. We love those. Mm-hmm. You can email us at weirdingpodcast at gmail.com. We, you know, we'll read it on that on the show because we love that shit. You do. Please interact with us. Perceive <laughs> yeah. us yeah. through Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, everyone be nice and take your spice. Take your spice. Yes, it's yummy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>